With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Fueling Your Legacy, hosted by Samuel Knickerbocker. Each week, we expose the faulty foundational mindsets of the past and rebuild a new, stronger foundation essential in creating your legacy. We've got a lot of work to do, so let's get started. Good morning and welcome back to Fueling Your Legacy. I am pumped this morning. I um, get to talk about one of my favorite topics and that is the family and how the family actually impacts our life and what shapes us. Our family in a lot of respects can shape who we become, how we show up, and the way we interpret the experiences and events in our lives. Uh, that, that for me is one of the key key things that's going to impact how we are going to be able to show up. And so I'm super excited to talk about it. And this whole week, we're going to be focusing on the family and how it shapes us, where our identity gets linked to our family, how that gets linked, and then how we can, if we're not satisfied with the result of having our mindset and our identity linked to maybe our familial past, then how can we separate that? How can we reframe um, our family situation and what's happened into one that is actually going to add more power and value to our lives rather than take away from us. Um, I definitely know there's a lot of people out there who have been through a lot of traumatic experiences. And as a result of being through these traumatic experiences, they've accepted an identity that they're not good enough, that they don't deserve better things in life, that they're not going to be able to be able to achieve better things in life, and that they just have to stay at the bottom rung of society because that's what their grandfather did, that's what their great-grandfather did, that's what their great-great-grandfather did, and through generations, they've basically just been at the bottom rung of society, and so they just sit there thinking, this is exactly where I belong, rather than choosing to step out of the their family um their family situation, their family identity, and go create a new family identity. That is so key, understanding that the new link can start with you. There's a the famous movie, you might recognize it, and it's called The Prince of Egypt. It is a Disney movie, and I just love this because there's Ramses and his dad, and his dad is saying, hey, don't be the weak, the weak link in the dynasty of, of family. And ironically, um, because of his fear of being the weak link, number one, um, and his consistent action with something as times changed, he ended up being the weak link, so to say, and lost tons of these slaves. Um, so often in our lives, we're so scared of being the weak link. We don't want to like be the person who breaks the chain, when in reality, is the chain really that much worth keeping? Is it something we actually want to perpetuate, maybe inside of ourselves, we don't identify there and we don't want to um, perpetuate that legacy or what's been happening, but because it's tradition or um, because that's what our family identity is, we just continue down this path, even though it's not something that we really love and are grateful that we have in our lives. And so I think it's really important for each of us to recognize we are agents of change. We have this opportunity, this gift, this unique time in our lives that we can actually start a new legacy. We can change 
the old legacy and make it new. Now, what's cool about this, and I'm going to share some personal experiences, is even though most of us have something that we can complain about in our childhood, we all have some aspect of our childhood that we didn't like, we didn't enjoy, that we wish we could change, and we, but we think, nope, we can't change it, it happened, and, and that's all there is. We don't have to live that life. We can actually change the past. Um, and I'm going to go in and, and share a little bit deeper on this, but I'd want to prep it by helping you understand and start having you think about how could we actually change the past? It's already happened. There are things that have already be changed, um, but how can we change it? Um, well, let's go back into uh, a little bit of the mind work and chemistry and biology and physiology. Okay, When you think something different, what happens in your mind? How much control over your, your hormones and the adrenaline, the dopamine, all those things, who, what actually creates those things? And it happens in your mind. Based on the thoughts you have, that's, that's what happens. You may have like seen a snake walking down the street or a stick, but if it's dark outside, you don't really know which one it is. So you're going to treat it as if it's a snake because it could be. You could get all nervous. You could get all excited, a bunch of adrenaline running through, and then you're going to become in a state um, of, of anxiety or stress, even though it's just a stick, there's nothing really there. And this happens a lot in our lives where we have these experiences based on previous experiences in our lives. We come across a new experience or a new event and we experience it a certain way because we think that something might happen. And that very thought the, the stress of that thought creates a physiological change in our body. It changes the state of our body. Okay. Well, when we're applying this to our childhood or to our past, we've had experiences in our past that literally created a physical state, which then we adopted an identity out of this state, and it's created who we are. The cool thing about changing our past, right, is we can go back to those experiences. We can go back to those hardships in our life. We can go back to the pain that people caused us, and we can reframe how we experience that event in our lives. And as we change the way we experience that event, literally the state of our body changes. The wires that are in our mind, the neurons that are firing, they completely change because now that experience, that event has a different meaning to our identity. And as a result of that, we change the past, which then completely alters our future. It just completely changes it. And I think it's important for each person to understand um, one, that we've all had things in our past that we want to change. I don't think there's anybody that I've ever met who says, no, I'm perfectly happy with all the crap that I went through in life, and um, I just love it. I love going through hellish experiences. I love my life just being full of pain, sorrow, grief, um, tragedy, turmoil, all, all those things. No, people don't like that. Now, you will come across people, I tend to be somebody like this, who has had those experiences, and then when I talk about them, because I've chosen a different identity out of those things, it took a lot of work, a lot of pain to really go back and identify what my experiences were, what events led to those experiences, and what identities I chose out of those experiences. Um, that takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of vulnerability, you have to open up, and it is quite painful at times, but if you're really willing to dive in and identify who you are, what can happen is your whole life becomes brighter. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is healing inside and external. The, the relationships that you're having with the people around you, your family specifically, you're able to heal those things. So I'll share um, just a brief experience from my childhood, something that uh, was a good experience and something that was maybe not the best experience and how I chose to um, shift my identity around those experiences. 
Okay, so so one experience that I want to share is um, when I was younger, I may have shared this before, but um, when I was younger, we had a friend who lived right next to a candy store. And um, we would often go to our friend's house and on our way, we would get these candies and they were a little, uh, maybe like a dollar or not, not a dollar, man, times have changed. But there were a few cents for a bunch of candy. You could get like a penny uh, for a goldfish or a penny for a sucker or different, different things. Well, my mom knew that we had frequented this uh, little dive, no, frequented the candy store and she wants to protect us from rotting teeth and ill health and things. And so whenever we'd ask to go there, she would say, uh, no, I mean, yes, you can go, but you cannot go to the candy store. And uh, most of the times we'd say, okay, you know, that's fine. We, I guess we won't go to the candy store. Um, well, this one time, I, I'm sure it happened more than once that we lied to my mom, uh, unfortunately, and sorry about that mom. But uh, this one time we went, our friend wasn't there. We did stop at the candy store and we got the wrong, uh, well, we, we got candy, came home and my mom seeing us return, she says, Hey Sam and Gabriel, my, my brother's just older than me. Did you go to the candy store? And we're like, no, we didn't go to the candy store. And then she said, uh, did you go to the candy store again? Or like, no, we didn't go to the candy store. Why would we go to the candy store? You told us not to. Well, then she's like, go look in the mirror at your face. So we go in and look in the mirror and our mouth is completely blue. Our teeth are blue. Our tongue's blue. Our, the lips, um, they're blue. And it's like, crap, we got caught. We got the wrong kind of candy if we wanted to lie to our mom. Uh, and out of this, she sat us in, in, in the bed, uh, in the living room on two stools, um, about arm's length apart from each other, um, just far enough that we couldn't touch each other. And that was our punishment that time. And that was a great, uh, I think it was probably one of my best uh, experiences of being punished, you could say, of my childhood. I felt like the, the punishment fit the crime, and it was fantastic. But I didn't like being punished, and some of those things are traumatic that, uh, that if we aren't uh, aware, then we're going to get caught in some things, and we, can't, we shouldn't be lying. And so that was something that I had to go back and reframe my mind and how I interpreted that experience and say, okay, what was the truth about that experience? It wasn't that my mom didn't, uh, didn't want me to eat candy necessarily. Um, it wasn't that she wanted to punish us. It wasn't that she was just telling us stuff to do um, that was needless, which is probably how I thought of it then. Uh, if I understood why she was telling us not to eat the candy, I don't think I would have gone and eat the candy. Um, there was a lot of identities that I just didn't want to, that I was blaming her for, for the result. Whereas um, when I step back at it and go change my view of that experience and say, okay, my mom was loving. She wanted us to be healthy. She wanted us to be able to have our teeth. Me specifically, I had really bad teeth as a child. Um, had to have multiple multiple of them pulled because of that. And so there's a lot of things that um, I can go back and change my experience. I can change how I viewed that experience. And as a result of that change, it changes how I show up today. Now, when I'm receiving instruction from people, I, I do question everything still, but I am willing to try out um, the, the instruction pretty much always. I'm willing to try new foods because I know that maybe – um, maybe this is an important thing for my diet. Maybe this is an important thing for me. I don't always like those things, but I'm willing to try new things. I'm willing to be uh, okay being instructed to do things without completely understanding why because of that experience. Now, there are some other experiences um, growing up where my mom maybe didn't have the opportunity to parent as, as well and give us the understanding. And that led to a lot of physical abuse, sometimes verbal abuse, uh, different things like that. And as a result of those experiences, 
Um, I think I've shared this one before, but learning my ABCs was very difficult. I was dyslexic. And if we would uh, go through my, my ABCs, and if I messed up, then I would get spanked. Uh, and then we'd have to try again. If I messed up, I'd get spanked. Well, as a result of that, um, it, as somebody who really likes to go out and do things, I, I, I adopted the identity or, or I, I tampered my identity. I like to do things, but I'm now scared to do things because of um, I don't like to be wrong because being wrong or screwing up or failing means punishment. It means um, some physical abuse or some verbal abuse. And because of those experiences that I had taken out of those um, parenting things that my mom had done, then I had adopted a negative identity and it was hurting the way I was showing up in life. It was hurting my ability to progress because I was scared to progress. Well, what changed was I went back, I, I went through some therapy, I went through some counseling, and I was able to go back and dig into these painful experiences uh, of punishments from my mom and to start looking at things from her perspective. So I had the event, which I had chosen, well, I experienced it traumatically. I chose an identity that maybe I shouldn't try, maybe I shouldn't really go out and go after things. And as a result, I was always kind of asking for permission. I wasn't really um, going out and chasing my dreams because I was scared of what somebody might think or how they would react or whatever the case may be. When I was able to go back and reframe those experiences, so I had the same event, the event didn't change, but what I experienced out of that event did change. Uh, so rather than experiencing uh, as a victim and thinking my parents were trying to, to harm me, they didn't want me to succeed, they didn't want me to fail, they wanted me to be perfect, all these negative identities that I had chosen out of this experience, I was able to go back and reframe that experience to, wow, I'm so grateful that my mom took the time because she really cared about me. She knew that I had a little bit of learning difficulties and she wanted me to succeed. She wanted me to achieve my best. She knew that if I kept trying, then eventually I would get it. Yes, she did punish me for, for things. And those were maybe the, the sides of sides of parenting that I didn't love the most, but as, as a result, I know that she wanted me to keep trying. She wanted me to keep going. And when I chose the identity of, wow, Sam, you're somebody who doesn't give up. It doesn't matter how many times you get beat, you keep going. You eventually did learn to read. You eventually did learn to try new things and you were very successful. You were able to go out and work and, and, and be successful in, in a career field that a lot of people fail at because you were primed from a young age to keep Trying, no matter what happens, no matter what the result is, no matter how many times you get hit, get knocked down, doesn't matter, you are gonna just keep succeeding, right? And so now, now I could still choose to look at that as, as a way of, man, I wish that didn't happen to me, but now I think, man, thank you so much, mom, for doing everything you could for me to succeed. I would not be who I am today without those experiences. Now, do I think everybody needs to go through um, traumatic experiences like that? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, no matter how bad your past is, Please, for your sake, go back and reframe your experience and the identities you choose from that experience. Uh, go reframe those events because I promise you it will change your whole life. It will change everything that you believe you can become and achieve if you're willing to take only the positives and take every negative and find, hey, what was the positive that's come out of this today? Right? Maybe at that age, I didn't know how those experiences were going to help me. But now that I do know how those have helped me, why not reframe those experiences from a position of power, something that's a, a gift granted to you that life is happening for you, not to you. And as you do that, I promise, I promise, I promise that your life will be more fulfilled, that the people that you experience in life will be happier. 
the things you experience in life will be happier. Your relationships with those around you, your willingness to be vulnerable and to share um, things uh, about your life that maybe you would be uncomfortable sharing. Maybe the people around you would be uncomfortable sharing. Um, uh, just, just a disclaimer here. Um, my wife, not my wife, my mom and I have had many conversations about my past and sometimes she still feels bad about it. And for me, I just don't think she should feel bad necessarily. Um, I love everything that happened to me and I think my life happened for me. And so as I share these experiences, there's no negative emotion going out towards anybody. And that's another key principle when it comes to family is, um, there's no animosity towards people. You can share these experiences. And once you've truly healed from your past, once you've truly healed from these familial experiences, then it actually enables you to connect and to share these things with love and confidence rather than hiding behind them thinking, what will somebody think? Look, it doesn't matter. I'm healed. My mom is healed. Um, everything has become better in our relationship when we were able to get vulnerable and share how we really were feeling about what was going on. And so um, I know it's hard. I know that it's a struggle, but if you do that with your relationships, with your children, with your spouse, with your parents, with your brothers and sisters, if you're willing to get vulnerable with them, your relationship will be better. And when it comes to family, right, that's where it all starts. If you can make a family relationship work, if you can find some common ground out of a family, then I personally believe that you'll be successful with any relationship you come into life because as I've gotten more into business, what I've recognized is that my clients, my business partners, the people that I'm working with, I want them to be as close to me as I am with my family. I want to have these intimate uh, relationships with, with everybody because as we share vulnerabilities and we share um, our lives with each other, then we connect. And that connection actually broadens our family. But a lot of those things that have happened to you in your past um, in the family, you've kind of ignored them because they're painful. And as a result of ignoring those experiences, you're not able to connect in the future with your current family, husband, wife, children. Um, you're not able to connect with your business partners, with your clients, with anybody that you come in contact with because you're unwilling to connect with those initial experiences that happen most often in the family. And so hopefully that helps you guys today. Uh, I'm excited to bring you uh, more and more this week. We have a fantastic guest coming on this, uh, this Friday who has an incredible story to tell about her family and discovering, uh, discovering her family. And, and you're going to let her explain more about that. Um, but I just, I can't express enough. Um, stay tuned for those, those future things. Her name is, I believe, Lori Richens, if I'm saying it correctly. And um, you guys are going to be absolutely blessed to, to hear from her. Uh, I'll just double check her name. Uh, yeah, Lori L. Richens. You can find her on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, but definitely go follow her, get acquainted with her because it will give more meaning to the, um, it will give more meaning to the story she tells. If you already kind of have a little bit of her background and see what she's become today, it will, it will help you understand so much more and, and be more grateful for what she's accomplished. So Lori Richens, and that's on Instagram and on Facebook, please go follow her. She's going to be our guest on, um, Friday. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be doing a book review for actually, it's going to be a movie review. She requested to do a movie review this week. Um, and that book is going to be a surprise. I'm not going to drop that until Wednesday, but just know it's going to be great. And um, please like comment review. We've had tons of people on Facebook here who've watched the Facebook live. Um, I'd love for you guys to be able to share this. 
or even go in and leave a comment and share what you have learned, what maybe aha moments you accomplished from uh, or, or received from listening to this today. And hope you guys are having a wonderful day and we will uh, talk to you soon on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today. If what you heard resonated with you, please like, comment, and share on social media. Tag me so I can give you a shout out on the next episode. And thanks to all those who have left a review. It helps spread the message of what it really takes to build a legacy that lasts. Catch you next time on Fueling Your Legacy. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.